What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. 10 now ladies and gentlemen welcome to offensive points podcast my name is joe wiggins and i am drinking some eagle rare bourbon from uh buffalo trace it is april 26th and i'm here with billy his twitter handle is at ombre vendor and josh all stl is josh hall's thing you want to comment on that josh yeah so josh hall is a very common name for as as you may may notice it's josh hall one word one h it's real easy and then stl at the end there okay so josh all stl is his twitter handle so i get to spend another lovely monday night talking to you jackasses what's up in your world well, I, I actually got an interesting story, but I'll, I'll, uh, it has nothing to do with face football. We got a lot of stuff to get to, but I just want to give you a heads up. It has to do with a post-it note, a police officer, and a breaking and entering charge. So just stay tuned. We'll, we'll maybe touch on that later if we get to it. You're not going to tell us now? No, 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 no. I, I, it, it, the setup's not right. And that is why they are jackasses. <laughs> really, yeah, what's I'm up, man? Doing good tonight as well. It's good to talk to you all. Um, Josh, actually, I saw over the weekend that they were having a Josh fight in Nebraska. Um, you didn't want to make an appearance there, or did you just not want to make a trip to Nebraska? So, yes, and yes, I didn't want to do either of those things. But I also thought it was just a Josh Swain fight, and I found that out later that it was just two Josh Swains that uh, showed up, and then there was a bunch of other Joshes that were there. But I mean, I would have loved to fight, but there was a kid that had, I think, medical problems that ended up winning, and it was really awesome. All the money went to him. Um, so in reality, like that would have been really bad publicity for me to hit him with a pool noodle. So I'm glad I didn't do that. 
I'm proud of you. I think I think we can all speak for our podcast and the listeners out there that we're proud that you did that. Yeah, that'd be a quick canceling. <laughs> all right, boys, you want to talk some football this evening? That's why we're here, isn't it? It is. All right. We got five quick outs that we're going to talk about. Um, the first one we're going to touch on is the Orlando Brown trade. So Baltimore will get the Chiefs' first, third, and fourth round picks this year, and a 2022 second or fifth rounder, and send their 2020 first, uh, second rounder, and 2022 uh, sixth rounder to Kansas City. All of that to say, Baltimore sent Orlando Brown and some picks to the Chiefs and got some picks in return. Um, what do you all think about that trade? Just no, Billy, I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion first because you you said you're going to go in, so I want to hear Billy's take. I think it. everybody's waiting for you to rip yeah. on Baltimore. You've you've piped this up a lot now. Okay, I have one one major issue with this trade, and it kind of actually goes back to what I was talking about last week in fantasy football. You don't trade good players for draft picks. I understand that they did not want to give him a second contract or did not want to pay him left tackle money, which is what was supposedly Kansas City is going to do in the negotiations. But they gave him away for nothing. I I watched. Have you all seen the movie Avengers Infinity War? I, I'm not. I have watched the Avengers movies, but they all merged together. Well, I'm proud of you all movie. for being up on popular culture. Well, in that movie. Doctor Strange hands one of the Infinity Stones over to Thanos to to save Tony Stark's life. This is a similar situation. The GM for Baltimore just gave an Infinity Stone to Kansas City for pretty much nothing. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to walk into the playoffs with an O-line that is incredible. They have really revamped that O-line and Orlando Brown is just a linchpin to put in that. He's 24 years old. Like he's got tons of time left to be an amazing left tackle for them. And I don't really get what Baltimore did. They moved up into the first round. They got Kansas City's 31st round or for their 31st pick overall, which is good, but they traded their second rounder from this year to the Kansas City Chiefs, so really they only the Kansas City Chiefs got Orlando Brown at 31 and picked up a second rounder. So I guess my only thought process here is I get that Baltimore didn't want him anymore, and that makes total sense. But you gave him away for nothing. So wouldn't keeping him and trying to figure out how to work it out throughout the year make more sense than to give him to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are your biggest like roadblock in the AFC? Like you just gave it to him for nothing. You didn't even make him work for it, really. Like I, I just, I don't know, guys. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what they were thinking. It only is going to make the O line bad. I saw on um, ESPN one of the ESPN reporters for Baltimore, Jamison Hensley, said that they're going to bring in Andre Villanueva from um, the Steelers, and that's like not that big of a step down for them. And I'm like, no, that's a huge step down. There's a reason he was still out there in free agency at this late in the game at 35 years old. Like I I, I'm sorry guys. I need to probably stop. I need to chill. I need to take a breath, grab a drink of my beer. But like what, what were they thinking? I I guess I don't get it. I I don't know. What do you all think? Sorry. So here's my thing. They're getting Ronnie's family back, right? They're starting left tackle from last year. Yes. Two years ago, but yes. Yeah. So, 
you know, Orlando Brown was a third round pick that played awesome down the stretch for Baltimore and raised his value tremendously. But he's two Pro Bowls, two Pro Bowls, awesome. But he's also on the last year of his deal, and they were going to have to pay him when they already have a left tackle. So, in my eyes, it makes a lot of sense to pick up a first um, in that case. I mean, Baltimore, they have a lot of talent. Um, all over that team. So if you can add a wide receiver and then pick up even another offensive lineman back-to-back, we already know the depth in that draft right there. It makes a lot of sense to do such a thing. And plus, it makes a ton of sense for Kansas City. I mean, you're going to sign Kyle Long out of retirement. We will see how that goes. But adding... He's not projected as a starter. Just put that That's out fine. That's fine. He's a big man. He's a refrigerator. I don't know if you've tried to remove one of those, but uh, it's, it's kind of hard. So he can fill in every now and then. But... Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense to trade something that you have a plethora of in order to recoup something in return that can help out the team in the long run. Yeah. So, I mean, I get that O-line depth is is big. So I think that was the long signing because we saw what happened with the Eagles last year with like one offensive lineman the entire year. But I mean, obviously Kansas City won this tr- this trade. I They got a blindside blocker for Patrick Mahomes, which is huge. And I get the don't help rivals thing, but that screws over so many teams. You know how many times the Eagles and Cowboys could have made a fantastic trade with each other, but they don't simply because they hate each other. It's just That's just the nature of the business. It happens. I'm glad that they made the trade. I think they could have got a little bit more out of it. I think the, the second round pick thing didn't really make sense. You'd move up eight slots or whatever, 30 slots, or I don't even know how many it was picks 18. they went up. 18 slots. Okay, so yeah, that's cool. I will say that there is some jam-packed talent that's going to spill over to the second round, but right around that second to 18 spot, you're not going to get as much value. I don't know exactly what Baltimore will go for there, but there's a lot of value. They could literally sign another offensive lineman that could be the same the same situation when they actually need him, uh, maybe a guard or a center too, someone that's going to fill in those roles once those veterans kind of age out or they don't want to pay him anymore. So in reality, not a bad trade, I don't think. I think it helped out KC was probably the worst part of the trade, but also not getting a little bit more value that they could have. It just creates a need where there was none, in my opinion, for Baltimore, because at the pick they were at, um, they are going to address wide receiver, most likely, we think, hope for Lamar Jackson's sake that they address that ahead of time. And then they still need a defensive end or a pass rush because like they lost Yannick Ngakwe. He didn't sign back there. So that I thought that's where they were probably headed. And but now they need to address O line too. It, it, I don't know. It just it creates a need where there wasn't one for me. And they say they're going to sign a guy off free agency just to put in there, plug and play. I, I just don't like that for a run heavy team like them. But th- I, I don't know. That's just me. I need to get off this. It's it's been bothering me since I saw the signing. It, it just bothers me. And I'm a Cleveland fan, so I, I'm okay with it. But still. There's like 15 or so really good offensive linemen. I mean, probably drops off at some point one one way or another. But, I mean, there's some offensive linemen that they could even get later um, that probably won't go until the third round. Although, usually when you draft offensive linemen, you want to get them in the first round. You want the best talent. There's, you know, three or four that are the elite that you want, which I don't think they'll get any of those because those are all kind of going mid mid first round. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of D line talent, just nothing like no Nick Bosa's or Miles Garrett's or anything like that. So honestly, D line is uh, something that's going to be really diverse in that mid to late first round, early second round too. I think it gives them a lot of flexibility with that second or first pick. I mean, <clears throat> they got to get a wide receiver. You know, you're sitting there with Kadarius Tony, which would be sick in that offense. Um, Elijah Moore would be awesome in that offense. 
Um, but it gives you flexibility there. So if you need to draft someone else to fill in that slot that's maybe slipped out of that first 15, 16 picks there, you take him, and then you can still grab a wide receiver on the back end. And I think you make it out of the first round feeling pretty good about yourself. I mean, you know, what is the number? 35% of draft picks actually hit in the NFL. So, I mean, you might as well take from the top. Uh, that's my opinion on it. That's a good point. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to number two. Let me breathe a little bit. We'll get to Josh's Eagles. Take a drink, Bill. Take a drink. Why is I the know. Eagles always a topic? I never, it's um, because they love making news. So according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, the Eagles are up to something, in quotation marks, with pick 12 and possibly Zach Ertz. What is the best outcome for moving up or down, or is it just to get more future draft picks? What What do you all think that move would be for? They're up to something. Everyone's up to something. There's three days till the draft or however many until you actually listen to this. But uh, everybody's potentially shopping their, you know, trade targets, a.k.a. Zach Ertz has been on the trade block all year, basically, since he, you know, since like week five, we were like, OK, well, we might trade Zach Ertz. And then now it's been continuous and we probably will trade Zach Ertz. Will it be a draft day trade? That's possible. But I just hate the, are you up to something? Everyone's up to something right now. Atlanta could be moving back. Anyone could be moving up. Like the Patriots are probably going to move up and get a quarterback of the future. I mean, everyone's up to something, whether the Eagles move up or back. I I don't know. I'm kind of hoping they, you know, reconcile that whole uh, Jamar Chase trade out because we suck at drafting wide receivers and we've missed on the last three years. Well, two years, definitely, but probably the year before too. So we really need to, you know, we've skipped on DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson, and now we're going to just pass up on Jamar Chase, which there's other, you know, Waddle and Devonta Smith who probably won't be there at 12. So we might trade up a couple picks, get one of them, trade a nine or something, depending on if Carolina doesn't get their uh, quarterback. Oh, he's at eight. Never mind, Denver, whatever. Either one of them, too, if they don't get the quarterback that they're looking at or don't want to draft a quarterback. So. My biggest question is, what do you get for Zach Ertz at this stage in his career? I mean, a, a crappy draft pick. Yeah, I, just, I mean, uh, you can pick something up on it, but wouldn't it almost make more sense to just hold on to him at that point? Granted, if they release him, they can get a bunch. Was it five million cap if they end up trading him this year? Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, that would make a lot of sense to do that. I just don't know what exactly that would fetch you in any sort of trade thing. You know, like what a fifth rounder, fourth rounder. It's been like that fourth or fifth, and it makes no sense because Zach Ertz up until last year has been an elite top five tight end and better throughout the last five years of football. He's our age, football. guys. He, He's oh, our age. That makes, I always hate when football players <laughs> – now all the football players are younger than us or the veterans are our age. That's always great. But his yeah, back no, feels like mine every morning, then he's fucked. He had one bad year, and we had a bad year. It wasn't him. It was all of us, and I say we as the Eagles organization there. But, yeah, I don't I, – I, I easily could see a second or third round pick being traded for him in, like, a good situation. But it probably won't. It'll probably be late third. We'll probably – or maybe we'll get a second and we'll trade our third up or something weird and basically get a little bit of value, but not a whole lot, unfortunately, which is just wild to me with players so let me throw this scenario out it's just this is crazy galaxy brain type shit Shoot what it. if the eagles packaged pick 12 and zach Ertz to possibly atlanta at four um you think that i could possibly get that done i mean it fills a need for both teams and atlanta gets to stay pretty high in the draft at 12 
I wish, um, but we'd have to give up one or all of our picks after that, like our second round or something for that to happen. Unfortunately, we do have some value now with that Miami pick um, next year. So we have two first rounders next year right now, but there's no way the value to move up into the top seven even is just ridiculous you saw the you saw what people get for those those trade-ups like that you saw what the eagles and the bears and the rams all did actually think the rams actually had that when they drafted golf but when you trade up for a quarterback or something you always spend way too much and then you take two to three years to rebuild after that like look at the rams they don't have a first round pick for what like four years or three years seems to be by design at this point. <laughs> it's, like just, just it's just crazy to me because you're never going to be able to – I mean, obviously, they've drafted well over the last couple of years. Acres turned out all right and a couple other people, but you can get a running back in the second round. You can't get a, a great quarterback, you know, the top three off the board, especially in recent years. It's been three or four quarterbacks are going in the top ten. Like That's true. That's true. Even if Zach Ertz was enough to package with 12 to move up to four, I think Atlanta would be absolutely high – to do that, I mean, Zach Ertz, I would rather kick the tires on Kyle Pitts and see what the hell that's about rather than trade for Zach Ertz at this stage in his career. Yeah, I but, mean, you're uh, moving back. You can still get a quality piece, but I think they would have more value either taking Kyle Pitts at that spot, especially with the news we're hearing, which we'll get into later. But if you move back, I mean, you can get a team with way more to give you than Zach Ertz in the 12th. I mean, you I can mean, recoup I, a lot of stuff there. I got I, I not that this trade will ever happen, but wouldn't you rather have Zach Ertz and Waddle over just Pitts, the questionable first tight end who's way too early in my opinion? We've all touched on that, or I have touched on that, I should say. <laughs> Pitts is I, a monster. I man. would. I, I would rather have him. No, Ertz I mean personally, Waddle, I think Atlanta combo. should trade out of that spot, but I don't think it's worth moving down to twelve and then picking oh. up Zach Ertz. I don't think that does enough for the team the way it is now. I mean, if they're planning on blowing everything up they could get more moving back, especially if they're going to trade Julio. But if they do that, I don't see what it gets them. I really don't. I mean, my problem, would, my problem would be a good Eagles already traded out of six to trade back and then would be trading up to four. It just, that's the only part that I'm like having trouble, like with the concept of, because like you were so, you were way closer to four and you could have done something to get up to, four from six but you you chose to not do that. i don't know i the okay so obviously this is all hypothetical because no Ertz is not worth that much i wish he was but he's not but honestly, not. The, the only people the eagles can trade up with is seven eight nine detroit carolina um and denver i mean those are the three teams who are detroit's looking to maybe push back and just get more picks and whatever uh carolina i mean they could go offensive line they could go quarterback same with denver i mean they it just depends on how they feel about their you know quarterback at the time which i don't think either one of them feels very strongly at the moment so say somehow the patriots trade up and justin fields and mac Jones, and say all the five quarterbacks go first five picks people all trade back and stuff then the eagles might look at hey jamar chase is there at seven or eight and we could easily snag more Kyle Pitts even because we love our tight ends. So that's the only trade up we would get. We are not getting into the top four. That fourth pick is going to someone who's buying a quarterback. If anyone besides Atlanta. Yeah, it seems that way. All right, let's move on to number three. According to SB nation, a few anonymous draft scouts are calling Pene Sewell overrated. Do you all agree with this? Or do you think these scouts work for the LA chargers or are hoping to pair him with Justin Herbert? Oh, there's Joe, so much ahead. talk going on. There's so much talk going on and everything. I mean, 
you're seeing all this stuff with the fields come out and uh, all this stuff. They're just they're saying a lot of stuff, hoping that it affects his draft stock enough to make him fall. In my eyes, he's the best best tackle in the draft or um, tackle right there. I think it's all smoking smoking mirrors, man. I think at this stage, especially three days before the draft, that's all you're going to get is smoke and mirrors. We've all seen the tape. All the GMs and managers have seen the tape. If you're telling me that a team doesn't have their mind made up on a player that they want right now, then that's a GM that needs to be fired immediately. The, um, Eagles, might, but, the Eagles don't have their mind made up, and that is a GM. Well, of course they don't. They have, <laughs> they have all the holes over there for Shia LaBeouf to fill. But, uh, you know, they <laughs> you got a lot of Shia stuff LaBeouf going in on. here every week, man. <laughs> of course. Uh, I think they're tanking his value. I think the scouts, whoever said that, whoever's coming out with that, is in potentially in the Chargers organization. That's why I put that in there, of like trying to tank his value, thinking that maybe you can try to get someone to not take him ahead of where the Chargers are drafting. I think they're at nine, right? I'm, I'm not sure. But like they're, they're thinking they can get him a, a little bit lower, maybe tank the value out a little bit. But I don't think it's going to work. I think that's a huge smokescreen. I I honestly I I kind of agree with that as well. I mean I think Sue, Sewell can be uh, I, I don't know I just don't see the Chargers at thirteen getting him. I I know that not a whole lot of people are offensive line needy there, so I don't I don't think it has anything to do with the Chargers. I think it just has to do with I mean Rayshon Slater looks great. I mean he looks like he can be the the dude. Like he's mm-hmm. he's gonna be up there. I, both of them are gonna get drafted in a, in a good spot. They're both gonna make a lot of money and play for a long time. Um, you don't want to waste those picks though is what it comes down to. And I personally still think Cincinnati needs to go and grab Joe, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar chase, like just, just re redefine that team. I know it's, they don't need a wide receiver really, but you know, it would just be wild to see both of them together. I do think the fact that they just signed Thaddeus Moss, um, just solidified the fact that they're probably going to take Sewell at five. So I think I I could probably uh, agree with that. Yeah, you're still on the Thaddeus Moss train. I think I think that's yeah. Sailed. Cincinnati just signed him to pair with Joe Burrow in Cincy, and I they got to protect that knee, man. I love Randy Moss, and uh, you know I wanted Thaddeus Moss to be good too. But I think we all saw him last year, and the very limited snaps that he got, he didn't look good. No, man, what they're doing it's the same thing I do every year when we're all together for the draft weekend. Like last year, I was like, oh, Jonathan Taylor's trash. He, I hate him. He's never going to do anything good. Of course, Billy snags him in the third round and screwed up my whole draft, but I was trying to drop his value enough to where I could snag him. And it's simple as that. I mean, it's it's schoolyard bullshit at this point. And the funniest part is I actually used your strategy of taking rookies in the third and fourth round. Like I used that and my actual draft strategy because I was like, this guy's trying to take value. I can see what he's trying to do here from a mile away. Yeah, third and fourth round is a is a good time to grab a rookie. Not this year, in my opinion. I mean, other than the star rookies, the Najee Harris. Jam- I say Najee Harris is going in the third many, round, and I will take him. How many times can I say Jamar Chase? No, Najee Harris is going to do what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did last year in drafts. He's going to go in the first round. People are going to get hyped about a rookie. It all depends on where he goes. It all depends on where he goes. But- he's going to Pittsburgh, and he's going to be an absolute stud in Pittsburgh. It's going to be ridiculous. We're going to get to draft comps later because I know you all saw who they comped Najee Harris to, but, like, man, like, if these guys do not understand how these comps work. Like, you just make insane things. And then you like try to get clicks for it. Well, he's about the same height and weight of that player. So let's go ahead and say he's that. Yeah, they they compared him to Barkley. Barkley went and number two. 
Nobody are, has the thighs of Barkley. What do you mean? That Those cops really are ridiculous, man. You're talking about a 19, 20, 21 year old kid who has not done a damn thing in the NFL. So, like Jamar Chase, I just looked up a couple things today. I got a Baldwin comp or a Bolden comp, a Devontae Adams comp, an Antonio Brown comp. And they're already saying he's the most uh, legitimate number one wide receiver since Megatron. This kid has not stepped on a field yet in the NFL. I know he's good. He's the best one in this class, but these comps are insane. I mean, you're comparing him to all time greats right now. I really like the way DK Metcalf handled this, by the way, because he was getting those Calvin Johnson comparisons and he was just like, no, I am DK Metcalf. I am not Calvin Johnson. And he was very flattering to Calvin and said, basically, Megatron is his own person and I don't even think I can touch him. Also, my problem is every single small, speedy receiver, which there's hundreds of them in this draft. I say hundreds. That's a little bit of an exaggeration. Darius Tony is... Is Tyreek Hill. This person is Tyreek Hill. Marquise Brown is Tyreek Hill. He looks Tyree just like Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is a one Hill. of one. Henry Ruggs dude is a is freak Tyree of nature. The dude is a freak of nature. Well, a lot of people were freaking out on Twitter because RJ Young, who works for Fox, was put. he put out like five draft comps for uh, running backs. Had Najee Harris as Saquon Barkley. Heck no. Travis Etienne as Sean Alexander, which is oh, a Hall of Famer. You're comparing him to... Uh, Whatever, and then never like, even Javante, set foot on an NFL field, man. Javante Williams is Dalvin Cook. <laughs> that's a, that's a tough one. I always love I, for a while there any shifty like because this was before the like really quick uh, running backs were a huge thing. Every shifty running back that was coming out was compared to Lashawn McCoy, and it was just like, oh, he's got really Lashawn McCoy esque cuts. And I was like, no, Lashawn McCoy is like I wouldn't say he's one of one, but he is himself. Like he had his right. own style. Everyone runs differently. And I just, I just hate the, especially the small, fast wide receivers. Like how'd that work out for Henry Ruggs? Did he look like Tyreek Hill last year? Cause I don't think so. I mean, you got someone that's new to dynasty football and you're going to throw around comps like Antonio Brown and Megatron and Devontae Adams. And they're sitting there like, Oh my God, I got to get this guy. It's the best thing ever. The dude has yet to play a snap. You don't know, even know where he's going, even with where he's landing at. I mean, you got a vibe. The reason Tyree Kill is so damn effective, not only one, he's a freak of nature, you got Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball 70 yards downfield to allow him to do those sort of things. Yep. So comps right now are just the most ridiculous thing. I, 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 I get why up. they do it. I get why they do it. They want to say, hey, this guy kind of looks like this guy. And I get that. But I think that when they say it, people take it seriously. People go, oh, he is the next oh, yeah. uh, Tyreek Hill. He is the next Anquan Bolden. And honestly, it, I, I and this had nothing to do with comparisons because I don't really care about them all that much, but I, I bid on Marquise Brown two years ago in, Redra, or in Dynasty and at, at the eighth pick, which wasn't a bad spot for him, especially with his hype and everything. But I, I bought him because he was Antonio Brown's cousin, like strictly because he was Antonio Brown's cousin. And I later traded him for Carrion Johnson, which hasn't really worked out for either of us. I mean, I guess he had an okay year, so maybe I lost that one. But in general, um, I just say that like those comparisons, you got to take with a grain of salt. You can't say that DK Metcalf is Megatron. I mean, DK Metcalf's played two years now. I mean, who knows what he's going to do the rest of his year. I think we need to take those with a grain of salt. We have all been in that situation where we're watching tape on a guy, we're doing our research, and then someone throws a name like Tyree Kill out there, Devonta Adams, and then you're like, oh, shit. That guy kind of does look like Devonta Adams out there. I mean, the guys that succeed in the NFL are so above and beyond what you and I think of as a good player. I mean, those guys are freaks of nature. We keep saying it. But until you set foot on an NFL field and you go up against an NFL cornerback, you ain't shit. You got to prove it to me. 
And just watching tape and and seeing those names thrown around, you can fall down that very slippery slope where you're like, oh man, this guy, this guy is awesome. This guy right here, this guy right here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh boy. Free Hollywood Brown, by the way. Uh, so my problem is, and it's not even Marquise's fault, really. I mean, he he looks okay, and he's he's he gets open, and he's a small dude. So I mean, he makes his his work, but Lamar Jackson is just not a throwing quarterback. And I say, no, give him a good quarterback. Well, it's not that he's a bad quarterback; he's just a mobile quarterback. He takes away a lot, especially the first year he was just running the entire time. Last year he threw a little bit more, made a conceded effort at that, but at the same time, there was no other wide receivers there. There's just there's just not enough. There's not someone to like if Michael Thomas was there and then Hollywood Browns run on the other side. I think that's what uh, the Saints kept trying to do with uh, Traquan Smith. So, I mean, and tri- just let it go. You got to let some of those guys go. Like, you know, the uh, exactly. the Kevin the Kevin Whites, you got to let them go. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Ke- Kevin White's never going to happen. We learned that. Sorry, All right. Jeff. Before it's we get on high the- hopes for that guy, <laughs> before we get on a big bear fucking Ryan, because I knew where I knew where that was headed. Um, let's just let's move on to number four. Let's quickly get through this one because it's a somewhat smaller story, in my opinion. Um, the rumors are heating up about Miami trading up again, but this time from their second first round pick um, up to Denver's spot at nine. If Dolphins GM Chris Greer pulls this off, is he the GM of the year because of these two trades? Josh, go ahead. Oh, you're just gonna call on me. I usually just have a topic ready, but no, I I don't think he's Go GM ahead. of the year for that. I think it's awesome what he's done, though. Like what he has done is just phenomenal. Turning Laramie Tunsil, especially after he slipped what nine picks because of the whole gas mask incident. I think hilarious. it's great. It is hilarious. I laughed so much because uh, they, didn't they play the video during the draft? All right, anyway, uh, yeah, they did. pray that happens during our live stream. By the way, I pray something like oh, that. Oh, something crazy! Please, like God, let that happen. Um, I still have a feeling he just didn't want to be on like the Jets or some crappy team, so that was the reason. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist in that sense, but in general, I think that uh, I don't. I don't even know anymore. I, I it's you can't give someone GM of the year because they made trades. I think what he's done is phenomenal and it's wonderful, but you can't give him GM of the year until they start winning, which they have turned that team around. They traded all of their people away, got a bunch of picks, and now they're starting to look like a real football team. And honestly. They could be scary in, in this year, even. They look like a real football team last year if they would have left Fitzmagic in there. Agreed. Stop pulling him when he was having a good game. But I digress. I agree with everything Josh says. He, he nailed it on the head. Uh, yeah, I think I agree, too. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think if he, if he got to pick six and pick nine for the Dolphins, it would be impressive. But... Yeah, team, team they, of the year. Might be we got to see who they draft in those spots. And that that could I mean, be that means a lot too, actually. Yeah, you draft Kevin White in that spot, then you know you're probably not GM of the year. I still have a an, a Najee Harris feeling there. I mean, they don't necessarily need running back, but it could help. Like they don't have a all star cast there. They that, need one. They they could need one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just saying there are other holes to fill that they could make their defense scary by grabbing uh, Jalen Phillips there. Um, they could grab offensive line and just protect the crap out of Tua. Like, there's a lot of things that they could do there. But yeah, in reality, get Najee Harris. Like, why not? As a guy holding Miles Gaskin and Salvan Ahmed, they're taking a running back. They're taking a running back. It, <laughs> they're taking one. It's happening. I don't. I don't have any worries about that at all. They're definitely taking a running back at some point. 
Oh, I love Ahmed. He, he I, think they, I think they take Quiddy Pay in that spot and just have a stud edge rusher for years to come. On that It'd be side. nice for them. All right, let's move on to number five. Um, the Bleacher Report is reporting the Panthers aren't in love with Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Assuming this means if Fields is there, they may take him. Do we? Do they trade down if Fields is taken before them at eight? Josh, you called this one, by the way. You said that the Panthers are eyeing a quarterback at eight. And according to Bleach Report, you're completely right. I thought there was no way they would go for a quarterback after trading for Sam Darnold. But I, apparently, if he's if either Sam, of them, if Fields is on the board, they may just go ahead and take one. I think they're going to take one anyway. I, I have, Every mock draft I've been seeing is it was Rayshon Slater there. Like they're going to grab an offensive lineman to protect Sam Darnold as if he can throw a ball when he's protected. I don't know. I'm technically, I don't know if we've seen that with the Jets because their offensive line was kind of a train wreck over the last couple of years. But I just, I think they're they're a quarterback team. Like ever since Cam left, they just haven't had that. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater looked good, um, but I just I don't know. I think they need a quarterback there, and I think they'd be happy to take any of those three. The one quarterback I think, and you kind of touched on this last week, was the one person that I think I would take last is Zach Wilson. I feel like as a as a rookie quarterback, you need some mobility there. You need to be able to use those legs. Like look at Josh Allen, look at Lamar Jackson. Those guys were both athletic people and came through and had to had the legs to kind of like lean on there because their arms weren't really developed all the way. Yeah. They could throw it far, but their accuracy wasn't there. So I think a lot of these new quarterbacks coming in are getting a lot more uh, higher points because of their mobility. Like they're, they're like, look at Jalen hurts. He looked good in a couple of games. I mean, it was a small sample size, but he had his legs to rely on when at least some of these other quarterbacks like Zach Wilson, I I don't, I'm not saying he's slow by any means, but he's going to be, going straight to being a pocket passer and he doesn't have the Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers persona built up. I think if you go into uh, the season with Mac Jones and uh, or Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold as your quarterbacks, you're starting to make the uh, Alabama school of law look on there. You need the, uh, you need the really fast guy. You need the Ferrari. I think Trey Lance would be awesome. I mean, the guy's got so much talent, so much speed. Of course he's raw, but let him sit behind Darnold for a year like Patrick Mahomes did in KC. Let Darnold fall flat on his face like he's going to. And then Trey Lance comes out and uh, and saves the day. And then you got your quarterback for the future. I think it makes her a great story. The fan base would love it. And uh, I can't wait to hear those uh, Trey Lance chat or uh, chants when uh, Darnold throws three picks because it's going to happen. How can you not feel bad for Darnold if that honestly happens? How, how can you not feel bad for the kid? He, this, I mean, uh, he's I mean, making more Rosen, money than me. Josh Rosen had this. Then. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'm talking about professionally. Like he's going to get the Josh Rosen treatment, and that that just, I mean, not as bad as Josh Rosen got it, but it just sucks to to feel. I don't know. I feel for the kid as far as he's a millionaire and he's making a lot more money than me. And he I feel bad for it. Sam Darnold for the fact that the Jets drafted him. The, the mere fact that the Jets drafted him ruined his career, and there's no way up from here, and they put him in a bad spot. So I blame New York Jets. I don't blame Sam Darnold, but he's not the answer. His career is not over. There, He is not in a Josh Rosen situation. Josh Rosen did it to himself when he said, I'm better than all those quarterbacks on the board. Ha, ha, ha. And look where he's at now. Those damn Joshes, man. Yeah, well, so well, I feel like Sam Darnold can still have a career. I think Carolina is going to be his, like, uh, kind of pedestal to show that he can actually play football because Carolina does have some offensive weapons and a decent offensive line. So they, they can, they can, and then 
obviously Christian McCaffrey. So, I mean, they're going to be able to do some stuff there. And I think that'll be interesting. And he'll get at least, you know, five or six games under his belt. If they do draft a quarterback to show that he can do something and who knows, he might be traded mid year. Not that they probably would, but you never know, like next year he might stay there. I mean, they might get rid of him over the off season. They might trade him mid year and him, you know, a quarterback vacancy opens up due to the terrible injuries that always happen. And sadly, um, but yeah, I think it'd go anyway. Can I, I really wish Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. Yeah, Sorry, Billy. Well, go ahead. I really, no, no, I was going to say, I really wish they could have somehow figured out the Deshaun Watson thing and we won't touch on the Deshaun Watson issue right now in Houston, but until further notice, they really wanted to make a push for him. Chicago did as well, which is why I think they're in the issue that they're in, by the way, but that's a whole other topic. Um, but I wish Carolina could have made a push for him because man, that offense would be fun with him in there. And I really wish Matt rule could have, that quarterback um behind there um all right boys well i think we're about halfway through so we'll go ahead and take our first commercial break when we come back i think to prepare for the draft i think it would be best for us just to talk through team by team um just news and notes and what we think they should do um at least just you know at least for the first 10 15 20 who knows maybe we'll hit the entire draft i'm not sure but we'll just hit through a couple talking points on each team and we'll let the people know what we think they should do. Uh, we'll be right back. What's up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan. What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns. And quickly, I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly. So you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your Dynasty League at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. All right. I don't know about you. I'm going to join that Black Ops tier, though. That I was about to say, awesome. welcome back. I'm joining the Black Ops tier, too. That Patreon, I w- I've read through it. That is a very comprehensive um, tool to use for IDP. Um, all right, guys. I think the easiest thing to do here would just be go team by team. Just what we think they should do. I think by this point in time, we kind of know what the teams are going to do, but who knows? Maybe we could just throw out what our opinions are. Yes, Josh. Question can I, start, I, I just want to say, can I start off with Jacksonville? Uh, Tell us your story. All right. So yeah, let's, let's, let's just do, yeah, do the story time before we do this. We, we, we want to know. I actually did forget about it. I told you I would. Um, no, go ahead. All right. So anyway, so we're getting a fence done, right? So we, uh, are we back no up to offense. a little? Uh, no, Offensive yeah. points. 
Offen- <laughs> we're getting uh, offensive <laughs> done. Uh, so we're getting a fence done, right? And I'm going to try to tell the short end of the story because it's actually it couldn't be long. So we're going to fence done. We have uh, our, our property goes over like about a foot into our neighbor's yard, even though they've fenced it off and there's a bit of a creek there. So we wanted to go over there, do, do, do our due diligence and say, hey, you know, we got a fence going in. We just want to make sure technically our neighbors have done it. Other people have done it. We just want to make sure it's okay because technically it's your land, yada, yada, yada. So we go over there Tuesday. And we go over and we ask the, you know, knock on the door and this lady comes out and she's, you know, very nice and show us pictures on her phone, be a nice lady. She's like, oh, I don't even know. I'm sure I don't care, but like, come back. My husband's here. We're like, okay, we'll come back another time. No problem. So we come back on Friday and uh, we're, we knock on the door. No one there. I leave a post-it note on the door that says, you know, uh, hey, this is Josh, Josh and Kristen. We're just going to, we're going to get our fence done. We just wanted to talk to you about it. Blah, blah. Give me a call whenever you can. Anyway. We, we noticed Saturday, we drive by the house and we saw a post-it note was gone. We're like, wow, it's weird. They didn't call us, whatever. We'll get to it later. We can stop by later this week. Anyway, so Sunday rolls around. I'm cleaning cleaning my house, walking around, and my, uh, I got my AirPods on cleaning the house. I tap my my, my uh, left AirPod to answer the phone call, and someone goes, is this is this Josh and Kristen? Is this Josh or Kristen Hall? I said, yeah, Josh, hi. Um, well, this is the St. Charles Police Department. Um, I'm like, oh, Okay. Okay, that's that's cool. Uh, and uh, what's going on? And she's oh well, you left a post note on your neighbors. I'm like, surely they didn't call the police because I left a post note. Like they were way too nice for that. <laughs> but anyway, weirder story continues to go on. And she, so the police officer says, well, apparently, where did you leave the post note? Sit on the front door, you know, on the glass door, you know. So, well, somehow the post note ended up inside the house. And I go, okay. And they're like, and someone was there that shouldn't have been. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it wasn't me, right? Like, oh, I didn't do anything. I left it on the front door. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, later goes on. Wife calls the police department again because she's like, what the fuck happened? Like, what the fuck was this? And now we're out of F-bombs. Uh, anyway, so uh, we... Uh, Rated R now. She calls and she goes, oh, no, they know who it was. It was uh, someone, blah, blah, blah. They caught him on video. And I was like, oh, thank God they have video cameras. So basically, apparently, someone came to their house they knew they would be gone that weekend. I imagine a family member, coworker, something, someone that happens to know the family well, stays at their house, like b- puts blankets up and blocks out the front door. So when people arrive that they could, you know, be aware of it. Well, apparently one of our neighbors, real chatty neighborhood we moved into. A lot of people are very chatty, very nice people, but they, they talk, talk about, you know, what's going on and stuff, which in this case helped a lot. Uh, apparently one of the neighbors down the way saw this person take off out of the house at 8 a.m. on Sunday. There were cop cars there the entire day. It was wild. I thought I was implicated for potentially murder. I mean, they didn't say what it was, breaking and entering. Like This person squatted there over the weekend. And <laughs> they asked one of my neighbors, one of the guys who's a really nice guy and always kind of checking in on us and would be new, new to the neighborhood, and was saying, apparently the cops came over and, and said, are they really getting a fence done? And the guy goes, well, yeah, they have flags all over their yard. <laughs> so apparently I was like implicated and potentially like the number one suspect at one point. Cause I left a post note on the front door, which the, I guess the person had brought inside. And also the old, the old fake fence routine. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a modern classic. You get a few cans of spray paint and a couple fake flags. That's the old fence routine right there. You break into somebody's house. What is going on in your life where you just go stay at someone else's house? 
a lot of things. Also, who Apparently. leaves a post-it note if you're going to rob someone or stay <laughs> I, in their I, house? <laughs> I do like the thought that they thought that you brought the post-it note into the house and like set it down and then hung out in their house. <laughs> right. Or like, well, they knew that someone was there. They just didn't know who at the time because they saw him take off, I guess. And they called the police. And I just like, I, I was so mad that they didn't get to me on Friday that I broke in and put the post-it note right next to their bed frame. and was like, you call me. Okay. We need to talk about this fence. So the guy got the post-it note. Do you think he also was collecting their mail and just putting it on the counter for him? I don't know. Maybe, like, do you think he took the trash out to the curb? He might have. Maybe cleaned the house up a little bit. I doubt that. I feel like I. I, I so honestly, okay. like nobody in that wants... instance. In that instance, someone someone does that to you, and they clean your house, get your mail, take your trash out. Do you press charges, or is that just awesome? Or did you just hire a maid? <laughs> <laughs> And forgot you did so. I think it's weirder that someone would. I, I, I mean, obviously nobody wants to be burglar burglarized at all. I don't know why I can't say that word, but I think I would rather be burglarized than have someone stay at my house not knowing what they did with my stuff. You know what I mean? Like, did they like touch their fucking balls on my computer? Like, am I going to be <laughs> touching like ball computer after that? Like, I don't know. I wish we had a poll system. We could say, would you rather have your house burglarized or would you rather somebody squat in your house for a couple of days? Like, and squat their nuts all over your stuff. <laughs> uh, that would be worst case scenario. But I do like the fact that your neighbors thought that you would intrude in their house, but you wouldn't just put the fence over the property line. Like, right? it, That's a good point. They, they thought you would go as far as to break into their home, but like I, you would I don't, call I, a courtesy call about the fence. Like I, I don't, don't think that they thought that I did it, but the fact that it was potential that I was the one who did it, I was like, we came over. We <laughs> and honestly, I'm glad that we caught her that day beforehand. If we wouldn't have seen her and I left a random post-it note on a random stranger's door, imagine who they would be like, it was him, obviously. Ugh. That that is that's crazy. That, yeah. So worth the worth the uh, you know ten minutes we talked not football for a little bit there. Yeah, that's fine. It was worth the wait, man. Yeah. Well, let's seamlessly let's <laughs> seamlessly segue into the draft prep that we've done for this draft. Um, Jacksonville, go. Yeah, I think oh. we'll go team. I think we'll go team by team, and we'll just <laughs> let everybody know what we think is going to happen. Just to recap, Josh, you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you think? Number one. Zach, Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Everyone knows they go Trevor Lawrence there. There's no other choice. It's not even a question at this point. If they were to do something crazy, honestly, like I think we would all probably get up from our computers that night and just walk away. Like We wouldn't even know what to do with ourselves if that draft started any other way. The only other option is trade down to like three and draft another quarterback and get like a buttload of picks because you get so many of them. Don't but there's Kyle no, Shanahan, but there's no Trevor point Lawrence. to do it. I, I don't want to see that either. Although San Francisco is a very interesting team to watch. Okay. Well, number one seems pretty easy. Number two, New York jets, Justin Fields. Agreed. I don't like, I, I don't, I don't know why I don't like Zach Wilson. I, and it's nothing against him. I just, I think the mobility is, is key there. And I think Justin Fields is the only technically number two guy. I think, I think Trey Lance can be good. And I think Mac Jones can be good, but I don't think they're number two guys. I think Zach Wilson could be number three, but I don't think he could be number two in my opinion, but he's going to go to the jets. So I, I know we love graph comps by the way. Um, 
is this starting to feel to either of you kind of like the year with Mahomes, where like two is Trubisky, the unproven Zach Wilson type? I don't want to talk about that. Or well, just let this let this play out. So then you got Fields, which is kind of getting these weird person like character like things come out about him, and there's your Deshaun Watson, and then of course Trey Lance is the unknown big arm that nobody trusts well there's your patrick mahomes is it kind of weird that we're having similar storylines just what was that three or four years ago like it's kind now, of sam fran blows all of these picks to move up to two when uh well obviously there'll be a quarterback on at that point so that makes a lot more sense what ryan pace did dumbass but i digress <laughs> there but yeah dude the storylines are lining up there could be pretty interesting so we we all think Justin Fields. We think they're actually going to go with it's Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson. It's Zach Wilson. Which, that's who they'll pick, but that's not the pick in my opinion. I just to- totally don't agree with that just yet. But New York Jets, they have they've done their prep. They, you know, it's what they've leaked out. Then maybe again, that's what they do. Then again, you see this with the the 49ers. They they have been saying, "Oh, Mac Jones is who they're going to get." Obviously, that's who they're going to pick. Oh, no, no, Trey Lance is who they're going to pick. And every literally every analyst has said all three of the other quarterbacks are going to go right there. So, in reality, maybe the Jets have just been like, "Dude, I don't know why people keep saying we're going to get Zach Wilson. We're going to obviously grab Fields, even though Fields has had a little slip there. People are thinking he's going to go down boards, but what if the Jets were just like, "No, we're getting Fields. Like, I, just let them just let them run with their stories." I, I mean, I would like it. The biggest knock on both of those guys, Justin Fields and uh, Zach Wilson, they don't process information quickly enough. That's the knock on both of them. So if you're the Jets and you have to get someone for your franchise that's going to help you win, you're going to get the guy, let's say he does not learn how to process information. Neither of them do. Well, at least Justin Fields is going to bail you out. He's an athletic freak of nature. I keep saying it, but he's going to be able to make plays with his legs. People are going to open up downfield. Your offense and your jobs are going to be a hell of a lot safer with someone like Justin Fields than if Zach Wilson cannot start processing information quickly enough because then you just have a guy standing back there and Andy Dalton. Fuck you again, Ryan Pace. But um, that's uh, that's pretty much what you got. So, um no, I think you got to go Fields there if you halfway respect your fan base. I really God, I do. can't wait to get to the Bears. Huh. <laughs> no, okay, so number three, we think that Zach Wilson's going to go number two because that's what all of the blah has come out about. So number three, are the San Francisco 49ers. It, it they've leaked Mac Jones, but man, it just it, Kyle Shanahan. There's no shot that Kyle Shanahan going to take Mac Jones to me it, it seems like they've leaked that out just to get people thrown off because I, I think they're going to go Fields or Lance like that it just gives Kyle Shanahan a way bigger upside I don't I wouldn't see why he would go Mac Jones he's more of a game manager which is what they already have they might as well keep Garoppolo at that point um what do you all think at San Francisco at three Mac Jones makes sense Trey Lance could be good. I don't know. You're fine. You're fine. I was just going to say Mac Jones goes to the Patriots. I don't know how or at what pick. I just feel like that just screams Patriots all over it. And they've talked. Is it because he's white? That is nothing to do with it. It's just that game. It's just that game manager quarterback. That's the type they like. They got Garoppolo. They got Brissett. Neither one of them. I mean, I know Garoppolo's technically that game manager, but when they got him, he was supposed to be mobile. And that was still in his mobility phase before the ACL. Uh, but I, I just think that Mac Jones is going there. I think the 49ers, I think they've been tied to all of them because nobody knows what's happening. I think Justin Fields is the guy right there. I think he's been the guy, and I don't know why people keep forgetting. If not, 
if say the Jets finally get uh, Justin Fields, then maybe Zach Wilson there. But I think Justin Fields is the guy on San Francisco. I think he makes sense with that awesome running attack that they always seem to have. Um, and then their wide receivers can can do it all too. I mean, they just they have a very well rounded offense. There's no huge stars, but I just think one mobile quarterback could really, and someone who's athletic can really turn that team around or bring them back to what Garoppolo was when they brought him to the Super Bowl. Joe, and that that brings us back to your uh, past draft. What was that, 2018? I mean, if they take, I think they take Lance there. I mean, they took his parents out to dinner. Am I right on that one? They did. They did. Yeah. You don't wine and dine someone's parents and not draft them. That's like the biggest dick move in history. So <laughs> you take Trey Lance there. You let him sit behind Garoppolo for a year. And then you throw him in the next year. And it's it's adding up to Billy's storyline that, you know, I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be Mahomes, but he is the wild card. He could come out of nowhere. He's got all the talent in the world. And if anyone can use it properly, it's Shanahan. Um, especially with all those running backs they have there. That could be absolutely insane. Everything they were saying about Mahomes is exactly what they're saying about Trey Lance. Like he's yeah. unproven, big arm, tall. And I, I mean, if they use him correctly, he could end up in a very similar situation. All right. There's um, no way we're going to get through 32 if we're going this slow. I know no, these are three I big think, ones. I think we're going to get to like 15. We're going to just end with the Patriots. But, um, and we can so talk about 16 through 32 on our live stream on Thursday, too. So, correct. Well, well these are like the main ones that people are going to tune in for but um number four at the atlanta falcons um josh do you want to make your jamar chase especially with these especially with these julio and we haven't even touched on the julio jones rumors let's let's touch on let's touch on let's let's touch on the julio jones i know this isn't going to be brief but let's try to keep it brief um that's fine so i i think that if they, especially if they trade julio jones and gain even another late pick i say they grab Jamar Chase, because then that's covering all bases. I think if they don't trade Julio, they still grab Jamar Chase. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, no, they could go quarterback. I think that's probably the real play there. Matt Ryan's uh, slipping. I mean, he's getting older. How much more does he have? Is he really Drew Brees? Is he really Tom Brady in that category? Aaron Rodgers, can he play for till he's 40? I think the answer is no. I think he's not past his prime, but will be soon. And how much more, when are the Falcons going to be in the top four again? Probably next not. year. Well, unless they're, <laughs> unless, uh, that's possible. Well, it's going to be next year. I say another quarterback goes off the board there, but I would like to see Jamar chase there. That best talented pass catcher in my eyes. So my only thing with um, Julio is if they trade him before June 1st, it's a $23 million cap hit for the Atlanta Falcons. If they trade him after June, uh, first, it's it saves them fifteen million, so it'd only be an eight million dollar cap hit. That's the only reason I don't think that it's going to happen prior to the draft, unless they are damn sure that Jamar Chase is going to step right in for Julio. So, if they draft Jamar Chase, are they going to trade Julio? I mean, is that a telltale sign? Let's say hypothetically Thursday they draft Jamar Chase at number four. Do they trade Julio automatically? It feels like his path is chosen for him especially with the rumors if they take jamar chase man i think julio goes to the packers would make a ton of sense or even the 49ers um if you're going to take one more ride with grappolo let him go out there he's got the arm julio's going to cover any blemish he has the 49ers have the best roster in the nfl they're only missing a quarterback but you can 
You can put lipstick on a pig, as Billy likes to say, by getting someone <laughs> like Julio Jones, pairing him with Ayuk and Debo, and that would be the dirtiest offense ever. Um, I think I think that's the trade that needs to be made. I think the 49ers would be great off with them, but I think if anyone – I didn't even touch on this, and I apologize, but if anyone trades for Julio Jones, we all know who it is, and no one's going to be happy about it. It's going to be the New England Patriots. I don't know where they get their value. I don't know where they how they pull these trades off, and I don't know if they've really ever traded with the Falcons. I know they trade with the Browns a lot, but they will – they're they're going to get him somehow if they trade. If Julio gets traded, I think the Packers would be wild. I don't see it happening. The Packers never seem to want to spend money. The 49ers could be a very valid destination and would be amazing, honestly. And he looks good in red. Just keep him in red. But and That brings me back to that fourth pick there. You said the Patriots. I think they trade back with the Patriots. I mean, you have the right Patriots, there. you have the Broncos, you have the Panthers all sitting there. Even my Bears. I mean, I could see them hemorrhaging draft picks Oof. to uh, and ruining the entire future of my favorite team that i Dearly love, but uh, moving up and cleaning up the scraps of that number four quarterback. I mean, that's what that's what I would do there? in that situation. What if Fields is there? That's so dirty. If Fields is there, then uh, that's a hell of a move. Oh, I don't want to see that. Oh, I, hope I, I, Bears, see. I hope the Bears can do something for their fan base because QB1 being Andy Dalton should scare every Bears fan for this upcoming season. It does. They, they have a small window. Like wh- That's what I don't understand about what they're doing with quarterback. They know it's the most important position, and they have a small window with their defense still being elite, even though Roquan Smith's young. But Khalil Mack's not. And I, I, what, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I don't understand why they could they could go with the the Mills Mond late second round. I mean, do what the Eagles did, grab a second round quarterback too. Well, Trask, I, mean, I think Trask is who the Trask could be up did. there. I just, I mean, there's there's options up there that aren't aren't the top five, but although obviously the top five look the best. Yeah. Okay. Well, getting oh, let's get to number five, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Joe, Joe, do you want to start them off? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think. Thaddeus Moss, that trade right there, I think they're trying to fix the uh, the Cincinnati, the tight end position. I mean, like Josh has said repeatedly, even though Kyle Pitts is a freak of nature and any team who gets him is instantly going to get better, I think you got to go Sewell there. Like Billy, you said last week, the picture of Burrow's knee just collapsing in. I mean, that's that's your whole franchise right there. You got to get the guard out there. You got to protect him. Um, you know, you got to have it there. And, and that's where I think they go. I don't see any. I mean, if they like Rashawn Slater better, then I could see the weird stuff happens on draft night. I could see it, but they have to protect Burrow. Let's say the top four are quarterbacks, right? The Patriots trade up, the Bears trade up, someone trades up, or even the Falcons draft a quarterback there. The Bengals with with Pitts sitting there, they're not going to get Pitts because Pitts is a pass catcher and he's a pass catching tight end. They need a blocking tight end as Thaddeus Moss is there for. So, and honestly, their tight ends really weren't that bad last year. Um, they did lose Uzama early, which kind of hurt. Uh, but who I can't even remember who's on my fantasy football team. I should know. Um, but they're they're back in tight end. Drew Stamp, Drew Sample, yeah. So I mean, yeah, honestly, their tight end situation. I do appreciate that. Um, their tight end situation is fine. There's no way they grab Pitts. I think they grab O-line there no matter what. They need to. I would love to see Jamar Chase, and I'll rant about him one more time, which, well, I guess next next pick I will. But um, in general, it's it's going to be an offensive lineman. They're they're trying to, like Joe said, they're trying to protect the fan- franchise, which is Joe Burrow. I watched Joe Burrow get hurt so badly. I'm pretty sure it was Chase Young that did it. It was in that Washington game. And I cannot see that again. So they have to get Sewell. And here, here is how confident that I am in them. If they 
don't take Sewell. If Sewell passes five and gets past five to six or later down, I'm going to take a fireball shot live on the stream. I will yeah. do it. I mean, a I fireball take- shot, two fireball shots. That's not I'll even take, a, that's, I'll, fine. I'll take two. I'll take okay. two because that's how much I hurt for Bengals fans if they take Jamar Chase and they're going to watch Joe Burrow get hurt again. Like I, I can't. I cannot do it for those for that fan base. I will. I will do whatever. Like that. No, I can't I, watch that. Oh, we will, we will. And if that happens, that? you will all be able to watch it live for this draft. We're going to watch Billy take those two shots. I don't know. He he can drink, but I'm going to bet he throws up on him, firing him back to back. Five like is that. pretty early in the night, so I'm a little concerned with that, but. <laughs> uh, we can figure it out. <laughs> All right, let's move on to six. Miami Dolphins, they traded down, then traded up. So what do you all think that they're going to do? Well, how our draft's going, I guess it would be Chase there. It's Chase. 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 It was never. It was never uh, unless, say, let's say hypothetically, uh, first four quarterbacks again, and then Penny Sewell or offensive lineman to Bengals. Do they grab Pitts? They'll be pretty solid. Yeah, I don't, they do I have, a, they have, do have a dope wide receiver core right now. I mean, they could obviously add depth to that, but but Jamar Chase is yeah. you know you don't pass no, he's up Megatron. Down. He's Antonio Brown. He's Devontae Adams. Why wouldn't you want that? And he's they're having kills. a staring contest <laughs> with they're having a staring contest with the top four or the top with Atlanta and um, the Bengals. They're going to have a staring contest. Whichever one they don't get that, they're just going to fall to them and be easy. All in agreement. Hi. You can't see our shirt. We all raised our hands. Gotcha. Um, so number seven is the Detroit Lions. What are we thinking about them? I think that's the most interesting pick of the top ten in my eyes. I don't know why, because who knows if they'll trade out. Who knows if they'll get an offensive line to, to protect Goff. Who knows if they'll go cornerback or if they'll go with a wide receiver. I think – the flashy pick is Devonta there. Like that's the pick right there that they want. And they would look good for their fans. And especially with, uh, you know, their coaching staff that wants to keep their jobs, which all seem to get, uh, you know, fired for some reason. Weird. I don't know. Uh, so I think the wide receivers, the flashy move, but I think in reality, the trade back is where it's at. I think that they could grab anyone there. If they grab an offensive, say they grab Rayshon Slater there their fan base will be so mad. I've been mad whenever we've drafted offensive linemen. I I'll it. be mad. So I got to waste my Thanksgiving watching these jackasses play football. <laughs> I mean, give us something to watch, man. That's true. And they lost Galladay. So the, the replacement it, of Galladay is a big thing. Yeah. They could take Waddle falls, possibly Waddle. They, they could take Waddle possibly. I don't think that would be a quote unquote sexy pick for them because I think that the fan base just wants more from the team. But um, that could easily be something they do. Um, all right, let's move on to eight quickly. Carolina Panthers. Um, Josh thinks they're taking a quarterback. Joe, what do you think they're going to do? I mean, if the quarterback's there, you take it. Like I said, I mean, I like Lance there a lot. Um, I think they're a perfect trade back candidate as well, though. I mean, if they're if they're set with Darnold, then you know, move on back, get some more picks for your future. Plenty of depth in this draft to be had, and I think that's the play if they don't get the quarterback they want. Most of the mock drafts I was seeing was Rayshon Slater's going there. Um, I think that that would be great for them, but it's Sam Darnold. So I say quarterback or trade out. 
if you don't want a quarter, if you don't want to draft a quarterback, trade back, get some, get some value, build some depth. There are good offensive linemen throughout the draft. You don't have to grab one right there. Yes, he's the second or potentially first best, but even mid draft, there's the Vera Tucker, the Jenkins, Daresaw. I mean, there's tackles and guards out there, and there's plenty of them in the first 40, 50 picks. The only so other thing I-, I think is Parsons. I mean, I that, know the character issues are concerning, but he he might be the best defender in this class. Parsons has been need. Parsons That's has been slipping down boards lately, though. Yeah. He's just falling down. Every, I, I I saw him originally. He was at eight, seven, five, you know, draft pick, and then ever since he's just been falling. I don't even know where the latest mock draft they have him, but it was like twenty, nineteen, eighteen. I so think why it's time think for him they... to raise up Petey Pablo and go right there to the Panthers, right there, back in North Carolina. Get so it. why I think they could they could go down is that they need more picks because they traded for Sam Darnold. I mean, the, the Sam Darnold trade created a positive and a somewhat negative because with trading picks, you can't get the team any better. And if they stayed at eight, while they could get a good number eight player, they could trade down in the teens, still get a good alignment, and then pick up a couple extra picks somewhere later in the draft. I don't see why they wouldn't try to do that. It would be good for them, especially as they continue to rebuild. And I don't know. I think that would be smart for them to do. Patriots, Eagles, Raiders, those picks, the 12, the 15, the 17, those are picks. Uh, obviously, we talked about the Patriots, but I think the Raiders are in win now mode, not win now mode yet, but like prove that they're doing something right mode. And I think that would uh, ease some, some new fan base for them, you know? Well, if a QB is there, why wouldn't Chicago or the Washington football team move up? Like that's well, two teams that need a quarterback. And if, need if, if, if hypothetically, eight, ch- hypothetically, I know we don't have it technically the way we got ours going, but hypothetically Jamar chase or, uh, you know, Kyle Pitts could be there at seven, eight, nine. And obviously the Raiders don't really have a need for Pitts with Waller being there. But in general, I think that, you know, the Patriots say the Patriots trade up with the lions and then all of a sudden somehow Miami doesn't grab him and grabs Pitts or something. I mean, Jamar chase could be sitting there at eight or nine. I mean, seven, probably not past seven or eight, but that could be a time where someone like the Raiders strike and try to steal a nice, the best wide receiver in the draft. If Chicago tries to move up to that spot for a non QB, I am going to take all of my Brian Urlacher autograph stuff. You know, my Kitka autograph poster. It's going in the trash, man. That (laughs) is fucking garbage. You cannot do that. You got to make your move and get the top four. If one of the top four happens to slip and you have a chance to trade up, you get them. But if you trade up for someone who is not a quarterback, then Ryan Pay sealed his casket in Chicago. I mean, that's yeah, that's horrible. Right if you do that, that, please give it to me. I'll sell it on eBay and I'll buy some advertising <laughs> for our podcast. Yeah, he'll get rid of it, quote unquote. Trash. Um, all right, I'll put it on, on the air. If it happens draft night, I will do it live out in the street with my trash can. Trash is uh is Friday morning, so it's perfect. That's I can good. just throw you it out there that night. Camera out the window, and we can watch you put that. I'll take my trash. whole fucking laptop out there, Billy. <laughs> watch the whole thing happen. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, number nine is the Denver Broncos. Um, I personally think that the Denver Broncos might trade out. Um, if they really do believe in Locke and they don't get any of the players at that, but they they need a lot to get good again. So I think they are a good trade out candidate as well um josh what do you think the denver broncos i think they go quarterback i think la 
like kind of gets rid of his beliefs and just goes with, you know, make sure that they have the guy. Um, I think there, especially with Sutton coming back, uh, people getting healthy again, Melvin Gordon being the lead back there. I think what they want to do is they want to make sure that they have a quarterback there, whether it's Drew Locke or not. I think they want to believe in Drew Locke, and I think they will give him first and foremost the first shot. But I think they draft another quarterback there, and I think it'd be like the Mac Jones or Trey Lance, whoever slips out of that. Maybe even Justin Fields. I mean, some people are uh, have him slipping down right now, so I think that could be a Justin Fields, a Mac Jones, or a Trey Lance, one of those three. If Denver does not get their quarterback, they got to take Christian Barmore right out of Alabama, man. I mean, the the guy has proven everything. He's probably one of the best prospects in this whole draft. You need to shore up that line between Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. That that would be an absolutely nuts line you're putting out there against there. We all know it's one in the trenches. So I say go get that guy. Worry about quarterback down the line. Um, it's unless weird you can get one of the quarterbacks. It's weird how we're not even talking about D-line yet. Like that's the first instance of a D-line conversation. The D-line is the first just... draft I can remember. I think oh, it's yeah. because of the defense COVID is so and you can't low. see these guys. I really think because they haven't had a good look, you can't see them, and there's no combine. But that dude is pars- a freak. The Parsons issues, quote unquote, like that. That's taken him out of the top ten, which he's plenty good enough to be in the top ten. The fact that he's not up there is just like. I think I he could know, easily go in that seven through nine. Does anyone know about this riot that he started in high school? No, but I want to know about it like immediately. <laughs> I'm researching that right after we get off of here. Well, let's talk about it during the draft. <laughs> All right, let's move on to number 10 because I think that's easy. And then we'll kind of, since we're running a little long, because obviously we talk a lot, um, after number 10, we'll just kind of run through the the end of the draft and kind of touch on things that we're, like, looking for, at least, in in some of these teams. Um, We don't have to touch on every team, but just enough to where, like, if you're thinking something crazy is going to happen with the team, we could just mention it. So with the number 10 pick, I think they're taking safety or cornerback, whatever – there's only Whichever, really, it'd be yeah. cornerback, cornerback. Yeah. There's really only one elite safety in this one. And that's Morig. Yeah. And he's not going to tell you. So yeah, it's cornerback. I mean, he could, but I don't think so. I, they do. They could use the safety, but uh, let's, let's just, I'm just going to do the whole NS, NFC least as they say. The, the cool yeah. They're things. all right there together. pretty much. Um, yeah. Up. So I'm going to go certain the number one cornerback off the board there. That's the yeah. smart move for them. Certain for sure. Um, then we're going to go the giants and they're going to go with the flashy pick, even though they probably should grab an offensive lineman. I don't even know if they need it. They just, they, they need it because Barkley hasn't looked good. Daniel Jones, they need to protect Daniel Jones. I think the play is offensive line, but I think what they do is they go get Waddle or Devonta, whoever's there. And then I hope, I hope to God that the Eagles can get a Devonte or a Waddle, but I don't think we will. I think what we'll do is we'll either go, well, actually we're going to go cornerback. I already know it. Uh, it's going to be certain if he's there, which I don't think he will be Not Farley. I mean, Farley could be good. Uh, I, I wouldn't even be upset with JC Horn, but I don't, I think if, if we can get Farley, we can get new some JC Horn. I, I really want a Sante Samuel jr. Just cause the Eagles were, you know, had to Sante Samuel for a while. And, but I think they go corner and then I think they grab uh, their wide receiver in the second round, which uh, I think we all know who I, I want them to get, but they probably won't Terrence Marshall. Cause we have no tall wide receivers. And if we do, we don't use them. Um, I think the chargers are going to go offensive linemen. I know they want to try to snipe Sewell, but he's not making it to 13. And I don't think, 
that they're going to be able to trade up to, I don't think Justin Herbert's going to get them to trade up um, to just go get him because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for them. So I think they'll just take whoever's there at 13, possibly Slater or um, any of the guys later down the draft. Um, Joe, anybody that you're looking at, any teams? Um, I think if the Chargers can land uh, Christian Derisau, it'd be uh, a hell of a steal for them on the inside right there. Um, you know, the rest of this draft right here, I'm just going to skip down to my Chicago Bears because the way this draft's falling right here, if we could land um, Rashad Bateman at that number, I I have him probably – I have him over Devonta Smith um, easily. He's right behind Waddle. I have him as the number three. If he would have had a quarterback in college to throw to him, he would be probably right behind Chase or equal with Waddle in this draft. But that's the big thing I see. Um, that answered a question for me. Cause I was actually saying, I was wondering earlier who behind the Devonta Smith, the Jamar chase and Waddle, who would be the number four, but you have him in the top three. Yeah. I have Bateman in the top three. Rondale Moore is also up there. He's really good. He yeah. Got I, injured. I gotta say Terrence Marshall is the number four guy behind the, the three that we've, you know, or is, has been listed. I like, I like where you're going with that though. I think Bateman can be good. I have, I think he'd be five or six, but I, I don't know why. I just think Terrence Marshall overshadowed uh, by Jamar chase um, and got to play with Burrow. I just, I just have a feeling that he could be a lot better than his stats show, which his stats showed a lot. So I think yeah. that that's why I want the Eagles to draft him really badly, but I, we're going to mess it up. We always do. <laughs> we're going to grab the wrong corner and then we're going to grab the wrong wide receiver. And that's pretty much how it goes, unfortunately, for the Eagles. Fair enough. Um, later down in the draft, Baltimore's got 31 and 27. Um, we were kind of, I kind of touched on them earlier in my passionate rant about them, but um, you all think they're looking at wide receiver and O-line? Do you think they're looking at wide receiver and D-line? Or do you think they just hate Lamar Jackson not going wide receiver at all? Like, um, What do you all think <laughs> about that? Honestly, on a lot of mock drafts I was seeing, there was they were getting edge rushers. Two and one that I saw. I saw one that was they had, I think, uh, what was it? Rousseau and uh, I think Ujulari. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I apologize if I'm not, but um, I, I saw that and I was like, what the heck? Why would anyone grab two defensive ends there? I get that you, it's a need, but why would you do that? You have, you need offensive line, you need wide receivers. And it's not even that they really need, need offensive line. It's just replacing what they just traded. And is that what they do with that pick? I mean, maybe I'd say wide receiver defensive line, if, if not offensive line, but definitely wide receiver, you got to get someone out there. I think that would be a great time for Bateman. I think Bateman might still be there Bateman at that time. Awesome I think uh, Kadarius Tony um, would be awesome for them. Elijah Moore, someone you can throw in the slot that would open up Marquise Brown downfield. We all know Mark Andrews loves running those, uh, you know, twenty yarders downfield. If you can get uh, a quick, fast guy right there in the middle to really screw up defenses, because then you have. Gus Edwards, you have J.K. Dobbins coming out of the backfield. Plus, Lamar could just take it right up the gut. I mean, that would spread defenses so thin. Um, I think that's the pick right there. Get yourself a uh, fast slot guy. And then, I mean, the offensive line, I like edge for him. I think you got to, uh, you got to keep one, going up there. 
don't get two. Um, yeah. It's just wild. I just I just laughed when I saw that. It could earlier. grow together, Josh. Uh, they could. They could be best friends. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> let, we haven't talked about this at all. I'm just going to quickly do it because we're, I guess, I don't even know if we're running out of time because we can go as long as we want. But um, where are the running backs going? Is Etienne getting drafted in the first round? Uh, Najee, Najee Harris, Harris is definitely getting drafted in the first round. So where, where do you think those two land if in the first round? Second round for me. I don't, both I don't both of them, or I don't. Just I don't think either team makes it up. I don't. I don't think Najee Harris makes it. I think he's past the first round, and I think at the end, second round for sure. Hmm. That you would really. The, you don't think Buffalo or Pittsburgh goes for running back there? Buffalo, I could see Pittsburgh. I, they they need a lot of help. That team's going to have some problems this upcoming season. That's all I'm going to say. If you're going to squeeze Ben Roethlisberger for yet another year. Running back. You do need a running back. Um, I would say introduce why not get the brand best one? new running back into the system. I mean, they don't, you know, I it just I it would be stupid in my opinion. It would be stupid of them to do that, but they can do it, sure. Sealers take another running back. You take one every year, you might as well I take one s- more. I don't see Buffalo grabbing one first round. I think they have other needs they need to address at rushers and really wide receiver and just a lot of things. I think that Etienne and Najee Harris. This is hot take here. I'm not taking two shots of fireball though because I don't own any and I don't ever want to. Uh, Najee I'll Harris some over. and Etienne anything. both get drafted in the first round. I think that's a that's a little bit of a reach. Etienne might not go, but I think there are teams that could use him. And I think what's going to spark it is Miami grabbing Najee Harris at 18. And I think Pittsburgh is going to be like, wait, we were going to do that. How, why? Why did they do that? And then Najee and Najee Harris uh, will, or sorry, uh, Etienne will be drafted there by Pittsburgh. That's that's my quick hot take on running backs. I just I just have this feeling they've both been in the the twenties. I had seen them all over too. I think Tampa Bay had one time taken. It was going to take one. Buffalo was going to take one. Uh, Green Bay before they signed Aaron Jones, he was in there. Like they they've been all over the place on running backs. Like. I think Baltimore might even have been in the in the mix of one of those. I've seen them all over people's mock drafts because nobody knows what the hell's going on. But I think both of them get drafted in the first round. Etienne might not, but I I I think Najee Harris goes to Miami. I like it, man. I don't have a shot take yet, so um, I'm going to go ahead and say that if Chicago trades up for a non quarterback, not only am I throwing all of that stuff in the trash, I will drink an entire bottle of Fireball on there. Wow. Please don't okay. do that. Please I don't do that. Would love to see that. It's a little dangerous. I don't even I like drink it. But... Hardly. All right. Well, <laughs> since... exactly, exactly why it's dangerous. Since everyone's doing that, I'll, I'm going to do one, but it's not going to be on draft night because we won't know until the season. If the uh, Eagles' first round draft pick, whoever and wherever it might be, if they do not live up to their pick, and trust me, we'll know by about week eight, I will take shots on air. On, I'm going to uh, actually podcast, write that like down the entire time. I'm writing that down to my phone just now, just so we can keep that for future podcasts. Week eight, um, if they if they have not started a game or have not looked like themselves, like that we thought they were going to be, whether it's wide receiver, cornerback, or whatever the hell we decided to draft, Shia LaBeouf. I don't know. You should call it the Jalen Rager pick. They have to make it. They have to play before Jalen Rager plays this season. Oh, there he, it is. He didn't start, right? Because yeah, because we'll, we'll camp. We'll draft the Waddle over Devonta, and Waddle will suck, and Devonta will be great, or the, or vice versa. Or we'll grab some wide receiver no one's even heard of before then, just just before before both of those guys, and they'll both be good. Yeah. So week eight, just look forward to that. Fair enough. All right, guys. Um, 
Let's get to their closing or just closing statements. Um, Joe, do you want to kick us off? Just get us. What What do you need to say at the end of this podcast? Um, don't listen to comps because those guys have not set foot on a field yet. Um, if you're going into dynasty drafts before the draft, again, like Billy said last week, do not trade away proven talent for picks in this draft yet. You don't know their landing spot. You don't know what they're going to do. It's a fool's errand in my opinion, but that's, that's all I got right now. Um, I got a couple, actually, I got two. Uh, my number one would be if you're in a dynasty league, hold on to your picks for right now. And I know this goes against me trying to trade Brando right now. Cause uh, I don't, I don't think he's going to do it, but I really want to get that's that two, two pick. But anyway, do not trade your draft picks until you see where these people go. It's way too, you lot, you're going to lose all your value. I mean, after the NFL draft, feel free to trade some of your draft picks. Cause that's a great time to do it. If people are excited about Najee Harris or Etienne go into the Steelers or something, you know, like, Oh, I need him. I'm a Steelers fan. I want that guy. Um, and then number two, do not leave post-it notes on people's doors because they might end up inside the house and you might be framed for murder and or something else. So just, just don't do it. Just, just knock on the door. And if they don't answer, go home, go back another day. That's a good point. Okay. Well, my phone, my closing statement is kind of a question. Um, I have a betting odd here that I think maybe we could discuss for just a couple of minutes. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook says that the over-under wide receivers taken in the first round is at 4.5 right now with obviously if there's more than four take more than 4.5 taken you would win money um i see chase waddle and smith as three do you all think that two more wide receivers would get taken in the first round because i don't understand how it's not higher than 4.5 but um joe what do you think do you think five receivers are getting taken in the first round yeah, I would take that. I mean, I'm not throwing big money on it, but uh, I mean, you got Chase, Waddle, Smith, Rondale Moore, and Bateman right there. Uh, plus Terrence Marshall. I mean, there's a complete lack of size in this draft. And, you know, if you need a big X receiver right there that's going to go up and get the ball, he's right there. So I think definitely five could be taken. I think the reason they're doing that is because of the fact that there's the big three. Usually there's, you know, three or four. And so there's those big three. And then there's those question marks. Who knows whether people are going to grab them right then or not. So I think it's a great betting line, honestly, because like you got like the Batemans, Tony's there. Uh, and you don't know if one or both of them will get picked. Those those playoff teams that have draft picks there, they're really wild cards. And then we've seen that every year. I mean, you see, you saw uh, the Chiefs last year grab uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I don't think anyone really saw that coming. So I think those last really 10 picks can be wild card picks, but those last five, especially, I think they could go wide receiver. They could not, and they could slip off and get them later. There's, there's a lot of wide receivers in this draft and a lot, a lot of late sleeper wide receivers too. I mean, like you said, there, there's a lot of small ones, but I mean, those it could go four or five and that's why they have it split there. I think five as well. All right. On Thursday, we are going to be doing a live stream for this draft. It's going to be on the IDP Army page. We're going to be hopefully on Twitch. We're definitely going to be on YouTube. Um, our gracious host of the IDP Army, Jordan Reigns, will probably be joining us. Um, he kind of ghosted us tonight. Let's not hold that against him, but I kind of do. 
Um, so I just wanted to make sure that everybody tunes in. We're going to be doing crazy stuff the whole night. We're going to be breaking down every pick. We're going to be going stock up, stock down for players on teams. Like we're going to have a whole lot of things going on and we're going to give you live instant reaction as each pick is presented. So make sure you tune in on Thursday, 7 PM. We might start a little bit earlier than that, like 6:45 or so it, it should come live. And then you will be able to follow along with us and hopefully have some fun doing it. We're going to have some drinks, have some beers, have some laughs, do the whole thing. Um, if you want to follow us on our social, we're at Offensive Points on Twitter. Um, I am at Ombre Vendor on Twitter. And Josh is at Josh Hall STL on Twitter. There's only one H. Make sure that that's very important in the spelling. I feel like you guys hate this for some reason. I, it makes sense. It's a common name. We are not name fans I, of I, your uh, Twitter I, handle. I feel like I have to make sure everybody knows there's one H. Joe is all, one word. Twitterless Joe. He's just going to stay Twitterless, folks, because he isn't a big social media person. And that's fine. But just so follow us. Make sure you're following the at IDP Army page as well, because they, I mean, as soon as they go live, that's you'll see our faces. So if you don't know who we are by then, that you know, that's kind of on you, but not really. It's fine. We're gonna be live on the at IDP Army page on Twitter because there'll be a live Twitter feed as well of our faces. So everybody will be able to follow along, and it will be a fun and great night, guys. I hope that we can make it till Thursday without freaking out over some of these news reports. Again, guys, my name is Twitterless Joe, and uh, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys tonight. Thanks for tuning in, and I uh, look forward to talking to you guys in the future. Um, on behalf of Billy, Josh, and myself, you guys are awesome, and you guys stay classy. All right. Well, take care, and uh, don't leave Post-it notes on people's door.